You are listening to the postcast presented by the Locked On Senators podcast. Following the most lopsided win we've seen from the Ottawa Senators in nine years. Ottawa puts up an eight spot on the Florida Panthers. Eight to the final score. And to think that this was tied 2-2 at one point. And like DJ Smith, we don't change things after a victory. I'm Ross Levitan. Brandon Pillar with me as always. And just like he joined on Saturday following a shutout over Tampa, Laleem's Martian. Cam, you weren't at this game, although I'm sure you wouldn't mind a little Florida sunshine, but certainly <laughs> bright on television with a goal barrage by the Senators. Awesome. That was so I can't remember the last time I've seen the Sens run up the score like that. That was incredible to watch. Um, I think you tweeted it out. It's been, what is it now, nine years since they've been able to put up eight goals. So amazing to see. Super excited. I love how they got scoring from, you know, all, all the different lines. They're, they're up and down the lineup they were scoring. So that's what happens when you get a little secondary scoring, I guess, with the sense. Pillsy, they scored first too. How important was that? Huge, huge. And, uh, you know, they score first and you're kind of waiting for Florida to turn things up. And Florida does end up responding. But the Senators, they, I don't even know how this game got out of hand so quickly. eh? Like it seemed like fairly balanced. And then just all of a sudden, just all the good chances the Sens were getting were going in. Florida was having such breakdowns. The PK looked like they were on offense mode every single time they got on the ice. Connor Brown and Alex Formanton lighting it up. And I think my favorite part of this game, guys, was watching the Florida Panthers' emotion and discipline spiral out of control. Like, in the third period there, they just were so upset that this was happening in their own building and that the Ottawa Senators came to town and are doing this to them in front of their fans. And that's a good feeling as a fan, being like, we're (laughs) the top team in the league. Cannot believe that... The Sens are putting an eight spot on them. And good night, good night, good night. The Florida Panthers, as I just pulled up on the bottom ticker, were 14-1 and one on home ice Yeah, coming into tonight's game. And I don't want to hear about no Barkov. Don't care. The team that was out there had been doing it over the last three games as well. And Ottawa just took them to the woodshed, especially in the third period. Again, just like they had a perfectly boring third period against the... Uh, lightning on Saturday well this will do wonders for a league worst third period goal differential won't it putting up a four spot Nick Paul getting some offense like there is so much to like and Pills you brought up this morning how great it would be for the Senators to get depth scoring they got it early often with Austin Watson putting away a Nick Paul rebound to open this scoring and then Huberto my lookout player had to answer in a hurry he gets 10 on the year but then I think the ice really tilted Following the goal against, and how great to see the momentum swing in Ottawa's favor for once, Pilsy, where they get one and then they get two and then continue to roll in the third period. And I was happy to see Gambrell get that goal. Like, he had half the ice all to himself. Like, that was basically a penalty shot. And he comes in, he's confident, he's smooth, he waits to find an opening and buries it for his first goal of the year and first goal as a senator. So, hey... Maybe there is a little offense to that. Don't call them the fourth line. Yeah, I was giving him such a hard time, Dylan Gambrell. Like, it seemed like every time he got an offensive chance, which he seems to create a lot of, he's not getting any any good shots on goal. He seems to get robbed half the time. And then, sure enough, here he goes in the breakaway. I'm thinking to myself, "Ah, there's no chance this guy scored. There he goes. He scores. So it's just one of those nights that everything seemed to go right for them, right? 
Things have been going right since Ian Mendez stopped tweeting during games yes. and <laughs> since Locked On Senators introduced the postcast. The Sens are now 5-2 and two in the postcast era. And we're hoping to keep that rolling. Appreciate everyone joining us on YouTube Live after each and every Ottawa Senators game. We just see the numbers keep going higher. And all credit goes to a team who's really just becoming more and more fun to watch. We're going to get an Alex Formanton flash at about three extra chances from what he put up tonight. And the top line continues to roll. Not only that, if you'll notice, I'm going to pull up some comments. We appreciate the chat. We're going to just keep that rolling. We might not exactly react to each one, but keep it rolling. A little visual pleasure. And one of them we pulled up already, Nikki writing in, how is this for a 5-0 and run for Anton Forsberg? So without further ado, Pilsy, let you start in the crease. What did you see from Forsberg here to not only keep this one tight, but give the chance for the Ottawa to pull away? Man, this guy's got the glove of an MLB infielder. Like, he wasn't <laughs> dropping anything tonight. He had so many good snags. The rebound control was on fire. Like, Florida could not get him out of position. And five straight wins for Anton Forsberg. Like, who would have thought that he would be the guy of our three goalies to be carrying this team like this? And he's doing. we've talked about this, Ross. It's not like he's doing this against the Arizona Coyotes or the Buffalo Sabres. These are good teams. This is the best team in the league on the road. And only two goals on over 30 shots. Like, there's no excuse. There, there's no, like, luck involved here. Like, he's just playing good hockey. And it's so nice to see one of the uh, Sens goalies be able to string along a consistency of this, this hot hand. And DJ Smith, got to credit him. He's going back and back to the Forsberg well, and it's working. We're not going to go too heavy into the lack of attendance in Florida, but I do want to point out Lincoln Barry mentioning the booing that the crowd felt. I'm sure the players noticed that one right away. Hey, Lelims? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, of course. Anytime your own crowd's booing you, you're not going to be too happy about it. I just I wish we had an ISO cam on Hornquist that whole third period. It seemed oh. like he was just – he was horned up the entire period. He was just, yeah. you know, pissed off. He was getting cross-tricked in the face by Zub. Like, I mean, uh, all over the place. He was just, uh, you know, getting getting mixed in for sure. Oh, something weird too. I mentioned Nick Paul, two third period goals. I'm so fired up. I was just going off of the NHL okay. scores page. I thought I was losing my mind because I swear I saw Brady score and I checked all the websites, everything, and nothing happened. I was like, well, just got a little too deep into the wine today, but uh, apparently not. That was Brady Kachuk's goal. Thank yes. you. Yes, just like it was Josh Norris's goal at the uh, – that was his first goal, right, at the end of the second period where everyone yeah. would play on for an extra couple of minutes. And Jamie McLennan was the first to point out. He said, I'm pretty sure that went in. And he's up in the perch. He's not even in between the benches down in Florida where he spent lots of time as the backup during his career. Good friend of the show, Noodles. But Dean and Gordon didn't right catch away. it. Dean and Gore didn't catch it because I was listening nope. to them. And the, yeah. the, neither of them had any clue until they showed the replay of it going in. So good eye, Noodles. That's awesome. Goalies make the best analysts. And some say make electric radio as well. Pilsy, your Sen Central standout. We already touched on Anton Forsberg. And that can't be overstated. Despite 8-2 on the scoreboard, he made 33 saves on 35 shots and some big ones before this was out of reach. Outside of that, Pilsy, who stood out most for you? This might surprise you, but I thought Connor Brown had an excellent game. And three assists, uh, not a lot of ice time for him. 16 minutes and 40 seconds, but five minutes shorthanded. And 
like they were creating so much offense on that penalty kill. Like him and Formanton, they finally got back to what they were doing last season. And it, it's been great to see Connor Brown start to ignite here because I feel like that's had a trickle effect, even though Nick Paul isn't on his line. I'm sure the two of them are close. And I feel like that had a ripple effect and Paul got some offense as well. So seeing Connor Brown being able to ignite that penalty kill into an offensive threat once again, like it was last season, is a big boost to this team. So he's going to be my Sun Central standout tonight. Cam? I'm kind of going off the board a little bit too, Pilsy. I'm actually going nice. with Dil- Dylan Gambrell this time. Ooh. And I'm kind of using him a bit as a champion here for the entire don't call it the fourth line line. Uh, because that whole line I thought had a really great game. But I thought Dylan Gambrell really showed a lot of great things. Obviously scoring the goal on the breakaway. And his goal was at a time where it actually mattered in the game. Because it seemed like all the goals at the end of the game really didn't seem to matter. Because the Sens had it so in hand. But, uh, yeah, I'm going with Dylan Gambrell. I thought he had a lot of speed through the neutral zone. He was creating a lot. So I'm, uh, he's my guy. And I'm, I'm trying to make up for it because I think I, he's one of the few guys I, I, I slammed a couple times on Twitter. So <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's a, always a good redemption game. When everyone's just feeling good after a win, give some love to a guy who wouldn't get it otherwise. Gambrell, 50% in the faceoff circle. 15-17 nice. has to be close to, if not the most he's got as an Ottawa senator. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Because- yeah, so- Go They're getting like third line minutes, right? It's like, yeah, 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 not fourth line minutes. That's what I was tell you that. Say. Yeah, um, okay, we, we got to give some love to two guys who haven't gotten enough of it, and we're gonna finish off today's show just drooling over the top line. But how about this? Two, he had three total, but two of Connor Brown's assists were of the elite variety, tonight. right? The yeah. first, like, just Tim Stutzla Pilsy. That was unbelievable. And, and then, he was the one who set up Gambrell for that perfect breakaway opportunity. Exactly. So that's what I was saying. Like, he really got the offense going with those Sorry, passes. You're right. Yeah. That was a savvy standout pick, Pelsey. Thanks, guys. Unbelievable. So you love that. And then yeah. Tim Stutzler getting his force, getting on a little bit of a roll. Oh, yeah. Like, give me more Tim Stutzler shots from the high slot. Like, he needs to understand and, and like, be selfish. Like, your wrist shot is one of the best on the team. Use it. And I feel like goalies have a hard time picking it up. Like, it gets off his stick so quickly. So, I want to see more Tim Stutzler shots here because the kid is lighting it up. You know what? Yeah. Stu- Sorry, go ahead, Marshall. Well, well, you know he just does that all the time in practice, right? So yeah. like the way the yeah. way he did it, and then just kind of like pointed at the net, like, "Yeah, I do this all the time," but like you guys never see it. It's kind of like the weirdest reaction. But my Sun Central standout has to be the ice time for Thomas Shabbat, and subsequently what he's been able to do with it. Only twenty-one minutes tonight, just a hair under twenty-one minutes for the second straight game. He's not first or second in ice time among Sens defensemen. Zaitsev led the way. Tonight, and then Holden right behind him. Of course, those nice. guys spent a ton of time on the penalty kill. A penalty kill that stayed perfect and has been over such a great stretch now since the Landiscott goal in the first period of the Colorado game. That's the last time this PK has given up anything. And those two horses on the back end, like Nick Holden played seven and a half minutes on the PK tonight. That's not easy ice time. Zaitsev had a few big blocks in the first period, six minutes of his was shorthanded. So this lesser ice time for Shabbat has just allowed him to expand offensively. He gets another multi-point game, three shots, four blocks for Shabby. actually led all defensemen on this team. And the poise when he's bringing the puck up, you just know they're going to set up offensively. Something you watched for, Marsh, and you told us on Saturday was uh, the zone entries on the power play. 
Did you notice that there was a lot smoother today? They're getting into the zone. Yeah, it seemed to be. I, I think that they were winning the, the face-off a lot of the time, too, and that's obviously yeah. going to help a lot. Do you see Brady Kachuk in the face-off tonight? It was like in, in the dot tonight. He was unbelievable, right? It seemed like all the important face-offs was going to be him in the offensive zone. He was winning them all. I think Gord was saying on the broadcast that he's probably going to be leading the team in face-off win percentage by the yeah. end of the night. Yeah. No, I, I believe that, too. And he's the kind of guy who it doesn't matter who the centerman is. You'd almost prefer to have the winger take it. In that case, because Brady just snaps him back. Nikki also writing in, who's getting the bike helmet tonight? Martian, we'll start with you. It's definitely going to be Josh Norris. I think they're definitely going to give him the nod tonight. Two goals, multi-goal game. You don't see that very often. Although, I think we are going to see that pretty often from Norris. What are we going to end up having to pay this guy is the big question. So much. Yeah. But he's worth every penny. Yeah, definitely. And uh, that's definitely a good bike helmet guy. I'm going with Forsberg, though. Like, not too long ago. He's not going to keep it, though. Yeah, he won it last time, Pilsy. So he's, he's not going to keep it. Goalie-friendly show. Goalie-friendly show. Yeah, he's going to keep it. Because, guys, not too long ago, this team labeled their highest-paid goalie a scapegoat for why they were losing. And now their third-string goalie goes and wins five straight games. Yeah, if I'm Forsberg, I'm just doing one of these and one of these. Like... <laughs> Guys, I'm making Florida look like a joke here. So I'm going to keep this bike helmet. And, hey, with the amount of shots he's facing, that guy needs to keep a helmet on. Uh, Pilsy, no doubt in your mind that Forsberg plays Thursday? Oh, yeah. I know you wanted to get Gus in, but you can't. He's I want to get one Gus goal. in. Yeah, and, but things have changed around here. It's a developmental <laughs> process philosophy, guys. So you got to get Gus in. No, screw that. Things aren't developmental anymore. We're going back to win mode. Let's go. Oh, my God. And lots of people writing in that the Nick Suzuki contract could be a good comparable. Yeah, give it Josh to Norris, Norris and sign it. Let's go. Well, I mean, there's two ways of looking at this. How's Suzuki did, doing this year? Well, did Nick Suzuki deserve that contract or did he have one good playoff run? E either way, like that's a nice contract for Norris. Like regardless of who the comparable is, I think that fits Norris uh, perfectly. Yeah, and, it, and it matches the salary cap structure of this team, right? Like it's... Above Batherson, but not quite past Brady. Any number that becomes inflated with Josh Norris, feel good about the fact that you've got Drake Batherson for five years after this one. Yeah. Locked up, and he's a big reason why Norris's money is going to keep rolling in. Did you see that nine primary assists on Josh Norris's 14 goals this year? And he's when got you, another secondary there, too. When you think of, of Drake Batherson, you don't think playmaking winger you think you know sniping winger a yeah, goal scoring he, winger but the way he's playing like in the last few games here yeah he, he's a playmaker all of a sudden right he's up to 28 points in 21 games like this guy is going to be breaking the door down to get into the league's top 10 and that's including all the time he missed when he was out with COVID yeah and I mean uh Cam you mentioned that he's like kind of you think of him as a shooter but I mean when you got Josh Norris scoring what seems like every single goddamn game you better be passing <laughs> that puck over to him. <laughs> so that's now six goals in the last six games for Josh Norris. Uh did I mention he just turned 22 years old? This guy is just on pace to become, you know, a real and obviously saying part of the core would be an understatement but an important first line center. Now, when he was traded, the team even admitted they thought they were getting a third-line center. Then we saw him dominate in Belleville. He wins Rookie of the Year down there. It's like, okay, good second-line center. 
Now, Brett James writes in. We got to get to this one. When's Giroud joining the boys for a playoff push? Let's go. Bring G home. Keep that thing rolling. I mean, I'm kind of saying that tongue in cheek. Like, I think perfect situations, free agency this yeah. summer. But we're getting ahead of ourselves either way because you know that if if Philly doesn't want Ridley Gregg, which again, I believe that that would be a part of the ass, the Philly connection. People love that. And Mark Gregg, Ridley's dad works for yep. the Flyers. It would just have that perfect element to it. But I'm also thinking if it's not him, then it might be Alex Formanton. And can we finish up by just mentioning how great he looks on Tim Stutzel's wing, Philzy? Yeah, and we talked about it. We needed to find someone to play with a little bit more offensive jump on that wing with Tim Stutzla. They give and go with him. Yeah, they found the guy. And also, like, Tim's such a creative passer. Like, think of all the times Formington even was playing on those other lines. How many times they would literally just sit back and chip the puck up and watch him go. Now let's get someone who can fool the defense into thinking he's actually going to break out of the zone himself and then just chip it to Formington. And... These guys, it's going to be great to see what they're able to do as a pair. Martian, what's your ceiling for Josh Norris? Uh, we've got one written in here asking. Point per game? Uh, yeah, I think, well, definitely point per game. I, I, I think he's on pace right now. Martian's like, that's the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the way he's going right now, he's a goal per game, it feels like. So a, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's on pace for 46, right? Some, I saw that just, just a moment ago, so... On pace for 46. Ooh. I don't know if he hits that. I mean, if he gets anywhere close to 46, we should be a little bit worried about uh, – actually, we should be thanking him because he's going to smoke Melnick. No uh, doubt. Yeah. So since we started the postcast, we, that was seven games ago. Sends are five and two. Thanks, everyone, for watching, subscribing. Please hit a little thumbs up. we got over 100 people in the chat for the first time. The you biggest postcast. Yeah, love to see awesome. it. The fan base in Ottawa is as passionate as you'll find, but you can only mop up a loss – so oh, many times. We know that well, Ross. We are on fire. We're janitors I'm, if we're mopping are, up losses. You guys are blessing me right now. It's two straight wins you've had me on here. No, right you're here. blessing us and the fan base. It's the Martian bump. <laughs> I hope you're not busy on Thursday night. Senators, <laughs> yeah. next action coming against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And we said we'd finish off today's show discussing the top line. Kevin writes in, getting some pizza line vibes. Now, I'm not here for this. Hoffman tourist stone erasure though those guys were as good as we've seen since obviously the pizza line had the longevity but in that run the 22 game hamburglar run you weren't going to find a better line in the world than Hoffman tourist and stone stone had like 30 30 points in 20 games or something on that stretch but this line here they all bring their own element it's so much fun to watch what's your favorite part Pilsy watching those guys come over the boards every second or third shift Honestly, and this is this might be a weird answer, but I love seeing those guys selly all the time. Like when Norris and Batherson were selling on the bench as play was going on because they knew they scored. Like, and Batherson said it in uh, I, I forget if it was the post game or what it was, but to the media, like we're just having so much fun right now. Like, sure they're down in the standings, but everything is clicking and things are working for them. And this top line is producing every single night. Like, I guess to give you a more hockey answer, Ross, and not a fan answer, I'm loving the consistency. For them yeah. to be able to do this as often and dominate up against other teams' top lines with this much ease is so incredible for guys that are in their early 20s and two of them are locked up long-term. Like, oh my God, we are finally we are blessed with some good news and a legitimate top line that's here to stay. 
Plenty more coming on tomorrow's edition of the Locked On Senators podcast. Thank you for listening to the postcast. Please hit us with a go sends go in the chat. Hit the thumbs up on YouTube. Pilsy, we'll do it again tomorrow. Before we go, Martian, I want to hit this note from Matt McGloin. Do we have to face Vasilevsky in Tampa? Pilsy, do you want to tell him what we said on the show? Bring it on. Yeah, give us Vasilevsky. Brian Elliott didn't have a regulation loss. That's over. Spencer Knight's supposed to be one of the greatest young goalie protégés. Yeah, he put up an eight spot. Nice try, bud. Vasilevsky, never heard of him. Throw him in the net. Let's go. Yeah, okay, we, we have to address this too. Sorry, Martian, address okay, this. Don't worry Hit me with that. No, we, I, I don't want to hear the injury bug, though. We, I don't like We that. are not apologizing for W's on no. this show. Absolutely not. Not apologizing for W's on this no. show, Dylan. Sorry. Martian, yeah. go ahead. No, I was going to say, yeah, don't under, don't underestimate the Sens. Not right now. They're uh, they're coming on hot, that's for sure. Woo, you absolutely love to see it. The Senators with one of the hottest top lines in hockey and one of the hottest teams. Four and, sorry, five and one Woo. over their last six games. Five and two since the postcast. I hope you're not busy on Thursday evening, Martian, because we plan on being right back and here. And Sens fans. In the postcast with all these great Sens fans who we appreciate so much. Listening, you can follow the show on Twitter at Send Central on Instagram, locked on dot senators. Please hit that subscribe button on YouTube for Laleem's Martian. He's Brandon Pillar. I'm Ross Levitan bringing you all you what you need to know following an eight to two victory over the first place Florida Panthers. Have a great night, Sens fans. We'll chat next time here on the postcast presented by Locked On Senators.